Grace, mercy, and peace to you from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. You may be seated. Put out into the deep. You have heard it before. Nothing good comes from the deep. In the Old, in the Old Testament, the depths of the sea have connotations of chaos, evil, and even death. This is still true today. If you go to the beach, there is the nagging question of, how far can I go out there and be safe? What is out there? The real question is, if I go out there, will I still be at the top of the food chain? New swimmers are often afraid to go to the deep end of the pool. As a young kid learning to swim, nothing good happens out there either. The water is over your head, and the older kids will try to dunk you. And you look at your parents, saying or thinking, you want me to jump off that board into the deep? Are you nuts? Well, Peter is already out on the water, a little ways with Jesus in his boat. Jesus went out to escape the crush of people that were following him so he could teach them from the boat. He was also continuing to teach Peter. Peter, then Simon, had been present and seen the healing of his mother-in-law by Jesus. The text in Luke 4.39 says, And Jesus stood over her and rebuked the fever, and it left her. And immediately she rose and began to serve them. In a day today with no Tylenol, Motrin, antibiotics, or, I mean, in a day then with no Tylenol, Motrin, antibiotics, or even ice to cool a fever, it just left her. And how many times have you or I as a parent sat at the bedside at night of a sick child after all the medications have been given and simply prayed for the fever or nausea to leave so that they could be comfortable, rest, and get a good night's sleep and wake up well? Jesus rebuked, it left her, and she immediately got up to serve them. Peter had seen the mercy of Christ in that healing and in others that took place. So later when asked to put out the boat a little from land, Peter did so. But then he is told to put out into the deep, out there where maybe the waves pick up a little bit and things are a little more uncertain and danger lurks. Peter points out the logical problem with Jesus' request. We have been working all night probably thinking, and everybody knows fishing is better at night, and we caught nothing. And probably thinking, fish aren't in the deep, they're near the shore at night. However, Peter addresses Jesus as master, and, the, and at the master's word, he will go out to the deep and put down the nets. Jesus is teaching Peter how to fish, not for fish, but for men. The nets fill to the breaking point, requiring another boat, and they both begin to sink. It is then that Peter realizes the creator of all things is before him, and he bows down. It rings of Isaiah's call in Isaiah 6, where it reads, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. 
Above him stood the seraphim. Each had six wings. With two he covered his face, and with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. And one called to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the foundations and the threshold shook at the voice of him who called, and the house was filled with smoke. And Isaiah said, Woe is me. For I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips, for my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphim flew to me, having his hand a burning coal that he had taken with tongs from the altar. He touched my mouth and said, Behold, this has touched your lips, your guilt is taken away, and your sin atoned for. Peter is scared to death. He is before God. He sees him. He knows he is a sinner and should not be there. It's like being in the Holy of Holies and you're not the priest and you're going to die. Peter is face down, eating splinters off the floor of the boat and is, and is just before Jesus, the Lamb of God that will be sacrificed to take away the sins of the world. And Jesus says, do not be afraid. It is an absolution and forgiveness of his sins that allows him to rise, leave the boat, follow Jesus, and begin his catechesis to become a fisher of men. In this text, the boat is the church. It is where Christ and his word is located. His word brings forth what was thought to be impossible, this huge catch of fish. The second boat be seen as the, as the Gentile church coming to faith because they also will be saved by grace through Christ. The net is the Word of God that pulls people out of the depths of sin. It is an indiscriminate calling and catching of fish, people from all nations and backgrounds. Jesus died for all sinners. Overwhelmingly, this text is about the call of Peter and the others who will leave all they have and follow Jesus and be taught as they are eyewitnesses to the life and death and resurrection of Christ. Christ moved and his church with him. After his crucifixion, death, and resurrection, the apostles spread his gospel of salvation as they teach and are inspired by the Holy Spirit to write the very gospels we read today in the Bible. When we hear God's word and learn of his majesty and righteousness, and hear his perfect law for our lives, we too, like Peter, should cower in fear and awe and ask God to depart from us. God's law, the Ten Commandments, condemn and kill us and make us realize that by ourselves and with what is in us, we are not worthy, none of us. But like Peter, when we see and confess our sin, we cry out, and Jesus says, don't be afraid. I have taken all your sin, and it is no more. Through the hearing of the gospel, that is, the words he has spoken and all that has been written in Holy Scripture about Jesus, faith is created as a gift, and we are caught in the net of the gospel, lifted out of the depth of our sin and brought into the boat that is the church. This happens in our baptism where we die with Christ and are resurrected to a new eternal life. It is an eternal life we live even now. Our death in this life will come someday, but it will be only temporal, 
of this world. Our souls will rest with Christ until the resurrection of our bodies and they will be joined together eternally. Right now we rest in the boat of the church just as Noah and his family waited in the ark floating over the deep for a new earth to emerge from the flood. This is familiar to you from Luther's flood prayer in the rite of baptism. <clears throat> the story the, story, the nave you see here in the center of our sanctuary, if you look up, the beams, they have the appearance of an upside-down boat, the hull that allows us to float safe like Noah, as his family did during the flood. And this is a common design theme of many churches throughout history. This story was not Peter's last encounter with Jesus while in the deep. Jesus will rise from his sleep in a boat, and as the seas rage, convincing his disciples they are about to die, he will calm the storm with the words, be still, so they will not be afraid. He will appear walking on water and have Peter walk out to him, and then reach out to Peter and save him as he begins to sink when he takes his eyes off Jesus and looks at the waves. We live with the deep all around us. But we are in the boat with the Spirit of Christ in us. Our preschool kids hear God's Word daily in stories, songs, and at chapel and are being caught up in the net through God's Word. Hopefully they have also been baptized and attend church regularly where they can hear God's Word and receive His gifts so they can be in the boat and remain in it. This is because we are brought into the boat through the hearing of God's Word and baptism. and We are kept in it as we are nourished in our faith, as we continue to hear His Word and receive His body and blood in the Lord's Supper at the altar. I am sure the preschool kids sing the songs that they have learned at school at home. I know mine did. This is one small way we carry the Word of God with us in our hearts and minds and share with those around us as the opportunity arises. A preschool song sung to a parent or grandparent a prayer with a neighbor, a word of comfort to a co-worker, even speaking God's law to those who do not see or recognize their sin. So they, like we and Peter, can know who God is and in our fear be told, don't be afraid, your sins are forgiven. Peter left all he had and followed Christ as he moved and his church with him. And now as he is seated at the right hand of God, Christ has promised to be with us always until the end of the age. He is with us through His Word and Holy Scripture. Through baptism we receive His Spirit and are made His brothers and sisters, heirs of a heavenly kingdom. He is with us at the altar with His body and blood to strengthen us in this life where the deep is all around us trying to drag us down. Christ is with us until we are with Him in heaven. The deep has no power over us, so don't be afraid. Amen. May the peace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen.